Thank you, Brother Jason. It's good to be with you tonight. Tonight I want to focus uh, on Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. It says, and he went a little further. That's the statement there, or the, the phrase that I want to focus on tonight, and uh, hopefully it will be a blessing to you. Uh, I have just been overwhelmed the last several weeks, uh, actually uh, being in Bolivia and then coming back home and getting in on the end of the, the revival here at East River Baptist Church, and uh, God's just been been pouring it on in my life, and it's been encouraging to to just get closer to Him, but I thought about if, you know, if as a Christian, if I'm going to do more for Him... I need to go a little further in a few things. And, you know, in this verse, it says that Jesus went a little further. I believe he was getting away from his disciples. He was, uh, tell me I don't have my microphone on. Uh, he was getting a, a little further away from his disciples. And the Bible says that he, that he fell on his face. Uh, I believe him falling on his face was him humbling himself before before the Lord, before God, and and just just saying, "Lord, your will." This is a, a it was a difficult time in Jesus' life, about to give his his life for us on the cross, and a very serious time. But uh, that phrase there just kind of stuck in my mind, and he went a little further, and I. I, I uh, I think we as Christians ought to go a little further this year. We've got some difficult days coming ahead of us and and experiencing things in the United States that maybe we've never experienced before. And uh, I think we ought to go a little further in our devotion. Uh, I looked up the word devotion. Here's a few things that I found that it said. It said loyalty, faithfulness, trueness, steadfastness, consistency, commitment, allegiance, dedication, love. I know in my life, I I want to go a little further in my dedication with the Lord. I want to go a little further in in my walk with Christ. And uh, and I want to challenge you to do the same. Jesus, in in this verse, He he said that, uh, or it says that He fell on His face. Humbling, humbling himself, when would be the last time that you would just be able to say that you fell on your face and was broken hearted over a situation, maybe over a person, over the things that were going on in your life? Uh, I remember as a boy growing up in our church in Mississippi, I remember many a times that during the altar call, uh, grown men and women hitting the altar and just begging God, whether it be for their sons or their daughters or, or a family member or maybe, maybe a co-worker at, 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 at their job, uh, just brokenhearted over something. Maybe it was just some things that they were experiencing in their life. They were just brokenhearted over it and shedding tears on the altar, begging God to do things and, and sometimes I feel like we have gotten away from that. I know in Bolivia, uh, being able to, to go into different churches and, and things, I've noticed that it is, um, 
It is something that doesn't happen often that I see people at the altars and just begging God for for something uh, for Him to do something in their life. Kind of like Hannah in the Bible, where uh, you know Hannah came into the temple, came into the church, and and was knelt down and was praying and pouring out her heart to the Lord for for a child. And the man of God mistaken her for a drunk person, mistaken her for someone that, that had been drinking, and she explained herself and just, just explained that my heart is overwhelmed with the, with the burden that I have. Uh, I so much want a child, and, and you know, I, I, uh, it could be if, if someone were to come to our altars these days that, uh, we would, we would maybe think that their life is a wreck if they came to the altar and began to just spill out their heart. But that is not always the case. Sometimes we're just overwhelmed with the things that, that are going on in our heart. And I think it would be good that we got back to the place where we could just say, Lord, uh, uh, and, and like Jesus did, fell on His face and began to cry out to Him. Beg him for some things. Be brokenhearted over some things. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think if we could, if we could have a burden for the lost, that would be something that, that is not the norm in our, in our, uh, good independent Baptist churches anymore. I would ask you the question tonight, who are you burdened for? Who have you, who, who, uh, who is your heart broken for? If you could think uh, in your own mind, who is it that you get up in the morning and you pray over, and your heart is just heavy over that person each each and every day. You long to see that person saved. Get a burden for the lost. You know, I think if we had a burden for the lost, we wouldn't have much problem giving to missions. You know, I think it would be more than... than uh, uh, some of the other things we spend money on, I think we would we would look for ways to to give our missionaries more and do more for our missionaries. And I know this church is is uh, above the the norm. I go to a lot of churches, and some churches don't don't even really think about missions. It's not much on their mind. And I know East River Baptist Church is not that way. And I and I appreciate the opportunity to be a part of a church that way. But but personally, who's on your mind? Who who is whose heart are you burdened with and uh and and labor in, in prayer and ask God for? There's a couple people in my heart and mind that I've prayed for for years and, and then there's some some other people that I've just recently begun to pray for but God, I, I pray that God would just burden my heart even more for the souls of men. That I would be soul conscious when I go out and, and, uh, and, and just, uh, whether it's going golfing or whether it's going, uh, to a restaurant or, or to Best Buy or anywhere that I go that I would see people in need of Christ. I want to go a little further in this year in, in, in my devotion, in my soul winning, in my, in my prayer life, in my, in my, uh, in my walk for Christ. Not only do I want to go further 
in my devotion, but I want to go further in my giving this year. You know, I, I, I enjoy giving. I, I uh, many times, I, or most of the time, I always have uh, extra money in my wallet so that I can, if God nudges me, I'll be ready to, to just give that money away and always praying about, God, where, where could I be a blessing? But I want to do more. I want to I want to step out of the boat and and do more for the Lord. I remember when I started debutation years ago and and uh we had a brand new truck at that time and it was several hundred dollars a month the payment was and and I remember that I had told my church I said Gospel Light Baptist Church I had told them I said you know that I was resigning the church going to Bolivia I told them I'd stay until until we got a new pastor. Well, that didn't take very long to get a new pastor. About three three weeks later, I believe, if I'm, I'm correct, we had a new pastor. And, uh, and then I took out, took out on debutation. And at that time, I only had, I think, two churches supporting me, maybe three churches supporting me. And it wasn't enough to pay my truck payment. I know that. And, and I remember uh, thinking about how we're going to make it. We, I mean... I need to sell this truck. I need to get rid of it. But uh, how are we going to make it? And the first first decision that I made was we're going to up our missions, and we're going to we're going to uh, uh, begin to sow in the area that we want to reap in. We're going to do a little more in that area, go a little further in in our giving, so that God will bless us in that area. And we. We, uh, we began to do that. God allowed us to sell the truck real quick. And, and then uh, within, I think it was uh, 14 months, we had our support raised and, and took off to Bolivia. God was good to us. You know, you can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. No matter, what, uh, no matter what you do, He can always do more. Some, some people are still in the state of, of, uh, well, I don't even really, I'm not even in the position to be given my tithe at this time. You know, it's difficult times. And, well, if you read over in uh, Malachi, you'll find out that the Bible says that you're cursed with a curse. The Bible says that, uh, well, we'll just read that in, in Malachi uh, chapter 3, verse 8. It says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. You'll never have what God wants you to have. You'll never be blessed of God if, if you can't even just do the beginning of things. And that is, that is giving your tithe. You know, I, I, uh, I have just been blessed because, well, let me, let me say this. There in Bolivia, sometimes I struggle uh, telling the Bolivian people that they need to give because I see what they don't have. I see that, that, uh, that many of them just live from day to day and, and struggle day to day trying to have the uh, sufficient to make it through that day. But then I have to look back at the blessings in my life and think, you know, it's only because of my faithfulness in this area that God has blessed me so much. And without me having the, 
the uh, if if I would cheat those people there in Bolivia, I wouldn't tell them to to sacrifice and to give to missions and to and to give their their uh, their tithes and offerings. I would do them an injustice to to not teach them those things. The Bible says in Luke uh, in Luke chapter six verse thirty eight it says, "Give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down." and shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the, me- uh, with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. I enjoy giving, but I, I want this year, I want to give more than I've ever given before. I want, to do- I want God to-, to use me and my family in that area that, uh, you know, sometimes we, we look back over our life and we, and we, we, uh, pull up things that God has done. He's been good to me. You know, I, 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 I stepped out by faith, but a lot of those stories are in the past. A lot of those stories are things that happened years ago. And, and I want some of those stories in 2021. I've already seen some of those things happen this year with the, with the birth of our child and, uh, and, and God has just done so much already, but, but I want to see more of those things. And how can I see those things? It's by me stepping out by faith and saying, God, I want to, I just want to prove you one more time in that area of my life and giving. It's not yours anyways. I remember years ago, in a missions conference at Brother Alan Gullick's uh, church, and I'm sure I shared this with you before, that uh, Brother Mark Thrift, he invited me to go to the meeting there, and he uh, we went to the meeting, and it was, I believe it was Brother Gullick's first missions conference, and and uh, I was sitting there, and Brother Mark Thrift was going to be preaching the meeting, and he was sitting on one side of Kinsey, and, and I was sitting on the other side of Kinsey. At that time, she was probably five years old, and uh, and they were taking up the offering, and I gave Kinsey $5, told her to put it in the offering. And Brother Mark, he didn't see me give her that money, but when the offering plate went by, she just stuck the money in the offering plate, and uh, the plate went on, and, and Brother Mark looked at her and said, God's going to bless you for that. And she looked up at a five-year-old little girl real quick. She said, it was my daddy's money. And I thought, in that moment, if we could realize who's the owner of all the things that we have, as a five-year-old girl, she just said, I could have gave her a $100 bill and she wouldn't have thought twice because she knew it was her daddy's money and she knew where he told her to put it. So much of the time we want to, to hang on to things that God has been so good to give to us. The Bible says in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. You know, God is the owner of everything. God has made everything. 
And for us to be a little greedy with the things that we have, it, it's, it's a sad state for a Christian. You know, everything that I have is God's. My kids are God's. My money is God's. My car, my, my house, uh, uh, anything that I have, my job, my, my life, my abilities that I have, everything that I have is the Lord's. I remember all of our kids we've brought down to the altar and laid them on the altar and said, Lord, they're yours. Whatever you want to do with them, they're yours. And Brooke and I, just the other day, were praying and we said the same thing about Annalyn. We're blessed to have Annalyn in our life. But we said, Lord, she's yours. Use her how you want to use her. God, we want her to be in your will. I think sometimes when we're choosing to go a little further with the Lord, we have to go alone. We see in the Bible that Joseph went alone to Egypt. We see that Daniel went alone to the lion's den. That John the Baptist went alone to the wilderness. That Paul went alone to prison. And Christ went alone to the cross. I remember the very first time to go to the mission field, sitting at the airport and about to board the plane, unsure of the things that would be there uh, confronting us when we get there. Sometimes we have to make decisions to just go alone with the Lord. Sometimes we don't know the things that we'll confront in the future, and but we have to just make that decision, Lord, if this is Your will for my life, then I'll go alone with You. Sometimes we can be going along and there's people everywhere around us, but in the situation that we're in, we're going alone. I thank God for the Christians that have made that choice. God, I'll go a little further with you, even if it means to go alone. My dad pastored a church in Houston for many years. I think it was 18 years, and, and uh, it was a small church, and the you know it, it, it never grew into a, a very large church. The attendance was up and down, and... Uh, but it was a good church. Many times he'd have people come in and preach and and encourage us and things. And and I I would imagine that some of those preachers would come in and and just see a small church and things and not know much about it and think that you know this is this is just a dead church. Not much going on here. Maybe in their mind they thought. I don't know why that, that, that he just continues to go on and, and, and continues to preach and why wouldn't he just maybe, maybe quit and go somewhere else and you know what? But in that church there was a young man that needed a preacher. That would just go alone when others had different thoughts. 
That young man was me. And I thank God for a pastor at that time, a father, that would continue to move forward even though sometimes the discouragement was great. But now that we can look back and see how God has allowed us to start five churches, two in the United States, three in in Bolivia, and and, uh, I just thank the Lord for people making a decision. When other people are quitting, I'm going to continue to go forward. Maybe you're here tonight thinking that you're ready to quit. There's been a lot of pressure this last year. A lot of difficulties this last year with COVID-19, mom, dad, teenager. Been under a lot of pressure this year. Someone's counting on you. A lot of times we don't know. I remember in Bible college, when I graduated Bible college, there was a young black man that came up to me after after the graduation and just expressed to me what I meant to him over those four years of being in Bible college. I had no idea that that young man was watching my life. I had no idea that that my life was making an impact on his. Sometimes we have to make that decision. When others are unwilling to go, God, I'll go. I remember a story Brother Sam Davison told years ago. He pastored up in Oklahoma City. For years and great church and he had come by our Bible college and he told a story and just kind of stuck with me. He said that uh, one of his children wanted, I think it was a son, wanted to go and and uh, and climb these these mountains there in Oklahoma. It's not mountains like you would see in in uh, Colorado or other places in the United States, but these mountains there in, in Oklahoma, I think they were called the the Gloss Mountain State Park or something like that, a little northwest of Oklahoma City. And uh, he said his son had, had said, yeah, Dad, I want to go, I want to go. And every time they would pass that area, he'd say, I want to go up there, I want to climb that mountain, I want to... I want to see the view that's up there, and and uh, because they say that you can just see just so far when you get up there on top. And uh, and he was telling us that story, and he said, you know, one day he took the time, he took his boy, and they began to go up that mountain, and they climbed and climbed and climbed, and and uh, as, the closer they got to the top, they it began to get more difficult to get up the mountain. They were having to to climb straight up in some of those areas, and and it was a little scary. And his son said, "Dad, uh, I'm okay if you want to turn around." He said, "Dad, uh, this is scaring me a little bit." 
And they began to climb up more, and he said he even got to places where he had to kind of just push him up and, and things. And, and it said, his son said, Dad, I don't want to go any further. And his dad said, Son, he said he grabbed him and looked him straight in the face, and he said, Son, if I have to take my belt off and tie you to me, we're going to the top. And they struggled, and, and they finally got up to the top. And he said when he got to the top, they could just see all over the place. They, they were able to see for miles and miles. And he was standing back and just watching his little boy, just uh, so excited that he was there. And that story makes me think of people that, that have been in my life that have that encouraged me when I was to the point of saying, Lord, I don't want to go anymore. God, it's getting a little scary for me. And my pastor just come and put his arm around me. Or maybe somebody in the church. Or maybe just a phone call. Somebody lift me up and say, I just, want to pre- I just want to let you know that I appreciate you. I want to encourage you. People are watching us. I want to challenge you to not quit on the Lord this year. It may get more challenging this year. But just stick close to Him. To go further with God... We need to go in His will. Matthew 26, where we started out at, and verse 39, it says in there, it says, Not as I will, this is Jesus talking, not as I will, but as Thou wilt. Jesus being God, but in the form of man on earth, He's praying and saying, God, whatever... You want. That's what I want. Could you ask God, could you just say that to the Lord this this year? Could you say that tonight? Say, God, whatever you will for my life. That's what I want, Lord. Whether it be the mission field or to surrender to preach, maybe there's somebody in our church that, that God has been nudging you and working on you about some of those things. Maybe maybe surrendering to preach or or yielding your life to Him in one area or another or, or giving to missions. Maybe you've never given to missions. God, whatever Your will is, join this church, get saved, get baptized. You know, some things you don't have to pray about. Getting saved, it's the Lord's will that you get saved today. Getting baptized, if you've been if you've been saved, it's His will that you get baptized. And if you've been saved and baptized, it's good. It's it's His will that you become a member of a good Bible believing church. Some things you don't have to pray about. Maybe you can make one of those decisions this year, saying, "Lord, I just want Your will." 
this is the place you'd have me, God help me to get in and get, get busy about serving you and putting you first. I want to go a little further in my devotion. I want to go a little further in my giving. I want to go a little further. And it may be going alone. But God, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it in Your will. One of the things that helped me more than anything, being in Bolivia and seeing rough times and seeing difficulties and and just the, the country exploding and, and just just things that I could have never imagined happening in front of us on our street and, and different things like that. One thing that helped me the most is knowing that God called me. God put me there. And God's hand was upon me and is upon me. There's nothing better than to be able to say, I know I'm in the will of God. I know that no matter what is taking place around me, the difficulties, the 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 the, the things that, that are unexpected that that hit us each and every day in our life. You can rest assured on one thing when you're in the middle of the will of God that all things will work together for good. God is good to us. And we need to go a little further with Him this this year. Jesus fell on His face. When was the last time you just fell on your face? said, God, give me a burden for souls. God, help me to be that one that when others are maybe looking at me in my life and I don't even realize it, help me to be that example that I need to be. Help me to be that encouragement to someone else. I want to challenge you to go further with the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you again. For this evening, Lord, I pray that you'd use this message for your honor and glory. God, I pray that you would bless each and every person that listens, that has listened here. And God, I pray that you would maybe point out something in our lives where we could change, where we could modify, where we could maybe just surrender and give over to you this year. Say, God, I want to do more for you. God, I love you this this evening. I pray that you would go with us this week with the bad weather that's that's going to be around. I pray you would protect the ones that have to travel this week going to work. And God, just watch over them. God, I pray we'd be an example everywhere we go. We ask you these things in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.